Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Paul Douglas, Jordana Green in our Rochester studio, our <laughs> reluctant <laughs> Rochester studio. We'd yes, rather not have one down there. Nothing against Rochester and the Mayo Clinic. We're glad they're mm-hmm. there, but uh, Jordana, my friend and co-host, spending way too much time down there. How you doing, Joe? Paul, you have no idea. I, I had no idea how many tests were going to be needed to get me through this bone marrow transplant. I am down here all week, happy to be doing the show uh, from here today, hopefully tomorrow, um, but not on Friday because I have appointments all day. And it's everything. It's chest x-rays. It's sinus x-rays, urine tests, uh, mm. another bone marrow biopsy. I had one of those lumbar punctures, spinal taps, which was a nightmare. Uh, mm. But it went well. Thank God. No, no major headaches or anything like that. Thank God it went well. Just test after test after test. And I was thinking to myself, my goodness, um, we're supposed to be sick. We're not supposed to ta- pass any of these tests. That's why we need bone marrow transplants. We're not supposed to do well on these tests, but yet they have to do them. And it's my understanding it's mostly for insurance. Insurance requires all of these things to be done before uh, we get our transplants and make sure. I guess they rule out every other possibility of keeping us alive other than transplant. And... Stating the obvious, you are the definition of immunocompromised. So I imagine, Mm. I hope, you are wearing your mask and hanging out with other people who are masked Mm. because the last thing you need is to catch something, not just COVID, but anything that could delay uh, your your bone marrow transplant, right? If you got sick right now? Got my COVID test today. Do not have COVID. So great. great news. I would have been very surprised. Um, but yes, it is. It's for everything. I just can't be sick right now. So I wear my mask all the time. And I know that people are cheering and celebrating. And that's great. Some people can get back to normal and they um, you know, are vaccinated. So they have no problem not wearing their mask. I think that that is great. But for me, mask wearing is just going to become part of my life from here on out because you know as a person who will will be a transplant recipient i always have to worry about catching anything yeah and i know i mean our our kids and grandkids will look back at this period of sheer lunacy with the anti-maskers and the pro-maskers i guess you know the people that are going to continue to wear their masks some people call them maskaholics (laughs) <laughs> which I thought, well, I thought, okay, really? We've gotten to that. Maskaholics. Here's the deal, because the question has come up. Some percentage of Americans are not racing to rip off 
their masks for a long mm-hmm. list of good reasons. They're immunocompromised, uh, or you know, like Jor, they're going through cancer, some sort of a a life threatening illness right now, or they're older and more vulnerable to COVID and especially long COVID. So the question came up: If everybody else takes their mask off, and you're the only one wearing a mask, does it still pay? To wear a mask? The answer is yes, with a couple of caveats. If it's an N95, if it's Mm -hmm. one of the, you know, higher end, which you can pick up now for a buck or two, a mask. But even if everybody around you is maskless, wearing a well-fitted N95 mask reduces the amount of infectious particles you breathe in. One expert who studies aerosol particles and masks uh, basically said, if there were theoretically a hundred infectious particles that you were about to breathe in with no mask, you'd only breathe in five or fewer with oh, the wow. well-fitting N95. So it, it is a volume thing. The more you're exposed to somebody, the more droplets, the more of these little suspended aerosols you breathe in, the greater the odds you'll catch this thing. So, you know... Back at the beginning, there were concerns that healthcare workers were not getting the N95s. And yeah, frontline, they needed the best protection, no question. Now there's plenty of N95s. You can buy them. And if you do want to wear a mask, you might want to consider an N95. The cloth masks can be a little hinky. They may or may not protect you from, uh, you know, from COVID or anything else for that matter. DJ was telling us that his uh, wife is studying to be a nurse. And DJ, you were saying that she has to get fitted for her mask because she's uh, going to do another rotation? Yeah, this will be the maybe second or third time she's had to do this, but she is at least potentially working with COVID-positive patients, so they take their Mm -hmm. PPE very seriously. And she has to get fitted for a mask and if it's a different healthcare system it's got to be a different fitting if it's within or or, you know outside of a certain amount of months you have to get refitted and they like put a mask on and you have to meet with a respiration respiration expert and then they Mm -hmm. put you in this chamber and pump in this really foul smelling gas into the chamber and if you smell it through the gas or through the mask, then the mask is not fit well enough. But they put you in there, and you oh, got to wow. be able to, whatever it is, count to 20, and they take you out. And if you didn't smell it, they go, okay, you're good. If you go, that was disgusting, I smell it, then they got to go back and refit the mask. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those N95s, right? It, it's nothing, it's not like a... It's not like metal or anything more no. serious. No, no, it's not any more serious. But, you know, I think if you're a male, you may have to, you know, trim your beard and get the right size oh. of mask, depending on your face size. So I think they have several options to sort of make it work if, if maybe an out-of-the-box mask doesn't work for you. But either way, you've got to be able to be in that chamber for X amount of time, and then they, they deem you safe to work around COVID patients. See, I'm, I'm, I'm confused because, and I know 3M makes... Uh, a lot of these N95s and the fitted masks. I didn't have to get my mask fitted, but they're still right. N95. They're still electrically charged. And, you know, you're not supposed to get them wet. You can't wash them and reuse them. And so I guess there are different kinds of N95s. I bought mine online. Again, it was about a buck, two bucks a yeah. mask. And so far, knock on wood, they've worked really well. Well, and the difference is that, you know, you're protecting against an accidental few minutes around right. a COVID positive person at the grocery store, whereas right. my wife is protecting against working for, 
you know, an entire day potentially with a COVID positive patient in exactly. a closed room. It's very different. Yeah. That makes sense. And okay. as you said, Paul, it's Got about it. volume. Her exposure is so much more because it's all day and it's a higher volume of germs. Right. Yours is in passing, so would be able to stop those germs. So it makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, Jor, I'm glad you're with us. Thank you for playing injured, as you've been doing for the better part of, what, good grief, year and a half? No. Yeah, well, I'm glad I got back in time. My last appointment was at 2.20 today, so ran back here to the hotel room, and I'm glad I can be with you. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, uh, Netflix takes a, uh, a belly flop into the deep end of the pool. Some surprises at Netflix. And do you have a spam filter for your phone? The joys of uh, stamping out spam on your phone when we come back on CCO. So how many spam calls did you get today? Or <laughs> spam emails or spam texts? Oh, my goodness. The average American got 42 spam texts just last month. The spam business is booming like never before. Texts up 58%. Spam calls up 32% over the previous year, according to RoboKiller. Some people getting spammed by their own phone numbers. And by the way, this... Uh, and, and I put RoboKiller on, on my iPhone because I just... I had enough and I... I was desperate because all I was doing was dealing with these stupid texts, you know, auto warranties and, you know, oh God, a long list of problems. Anyway, every day, Robo every day I get those calls every day. It's it's and I get spam texts. I get spam everything. And it's just it seems unstoppable. According to RoboKiller, Jor, Americans have been swindled out of $10 billion by spam texts. And thirty billion from calls, spam calls. I mean, we're talking serious money. And why we can't put a stop to this, I'm not exactly sure. So I think it's it's sort of every man, every woman for themselves, and you do what you have to do. But I installed RoboKiller on my on my phone. I think I pay a buck or two a month. I'm not endorsing RoboKiller. I don't get a commission a spiff for mentioning their name. I'm sure there are other very good programs out there you can install on your iPhone, your Android phone, uh, your old flip phone, maybe your old AT&T landline phone. Um, <laughs> but here, it, here's what it sounds like when a spammer calls me. Please contact Apple Security. Hello? Advisor. Press 1 to connect with Apple Hello? Security Advisor right now. Press 2 to listen to this message again. Oh, hi. Um... Could you could you maybe talk a little bit quieter? I'm not supposed to be. On <laughs> that's, so so that's did you record that, or do, do you no, get to choose no. something that they, they they play for you? They give you a, a list of twenty different voices. That one is called teenage angst. It's it's like a girl who's answering the phone who's not supposed to, and she's trying not to alienate her parents, so she has to talk quietly. But <laughs> and I I love too. There's a there's a granny. You know, who's maybe in her 90s, and oh, she really yeah. wants to talk to you. And she's lonely, and she's happy to tell me more. And so, <laughs> I love so that. I'm, I'm spamming the spammers, and it makes me feel good. And you can actually listen to some of these oh. calls, and some of them, are they, they'll make your day. And so, if you're sick and tired, and you want to declare your independence 
from spam, consider some sort of a spam blocker like RoboKiller. Sometimes, though, in fairness, it, it filters out calls I want to take. It can be a yeah, little Mar- overly I, aggressive. Said, yeah, Mark said he's he put that on his phone, but then he was missing certain things that they, I guess, RoboKiller thought was spam, but it was actually a business call that he needed to take or maybe a personal call, and he had to take it off his phone. Yeah, I, what I found is people who really are legitimate and want to get through to you, they'll call a few times and yeah, you can kind true. of figure out the good ones from mm-hmm. the junk. But, yeah, I, I, I get it, and, and I've also had a few calls I wanted that couldn't get through. But for me, the upside of blocking out all the crap is is worth the downside of missing a few calls I really want to get. So yeah, I hey. mean I've been waiting for that call, you know, from the academy to say that I'm just the best radio show host in the world, and then of course <laughs> well, that call yeah. from the Mother of the Year committee to tell me that of course I've won the award for Mother of the Year, and I, I don't know why they haven't called. I guess I guess <laughs> they've been blocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why can't those I must calls get those. through? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been that that call from that Nigerian prince, you know, that was yeah. sending me ten million dollars. No, that, no. that never came through either. That's weird. That's spam, Jordan. That's spam. Okay. <laughs> so I read a very very upsetting article that if you have a W two, you're a sucker. Of course, I devoured the whole thing. It's by Paul Keel in ProPublica, and it's about tax law for billionaires and why. They don't pay taxes, and suckers like you and I do. And I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. Everybody pay your taxes. I pay mine. You should 100% pay your taxes, and we should be great, grateful we live in this amazing country, and our taxes go to good things. But why aren't you know Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk paying taxes? We're going to ask Paul Keel what he found out next on CCO. Who hate watches or hate listens to something? That means, like, if something makes you angry, you keep watching it because it elicits a reaction. I don't hate watch Alex Jones or hate watch like Tucker Carlson or anything like that. I loved Howard Stern, that's why I listen to this. But I've been, and this is in no way disrespectful to our guest, um, hate reading this article over and over again because every time I read it, it makes me irate. Only because it has shown a light on such an injustice that is happening in our country. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for its author, and that's why we asked him to come on. But I needed you guys to hear what our next guest has written about. Paul Keel um, has written for ProPublica an article called, If You're Getting a W-2, You're a Sucker. That's how I feel about it. And I just want to read a little bit of it to you before I bring Paul on to share with us uh, what he's learned. Okay, he, he writes this. Stephen Ross is one of the most successful real estate developers, a billionaire, many times owner over. He's the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Ross, a former tax lawyer, once praised tax laws as particularly a creative endeavor. He is a master of the craft. His tax returns showed a total of $1.5 billion in earnings from 2008 to 2017, but he didn't pay a dime in federal income taxes during that time. I wanted to jump through the screen and wring Stephen Ross's neck, yet Stephen Ross probably isn't doing anything illegal. So we needed to find out how this is happening. 
Paul Keel is the author of the article for ProPublica. I just tweeted it out at Jordana WCCO. It is a must read. So please go take a look at it. And Paul, I'm so glad that you're joining us on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So were you as frustrated, and I'm going to ask how they do it, but were you as frustrated doing this research as I was in reading it? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was mind-blowing to me, and that's, that's what I was trying to, to get across. And uh, I guess up front I wanted to say, because uh, I'm worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I've gotten this reaction from some people that I was like summing my nose at everyone is that I am, I am a sucker. I'm a member of the sucker group. So that is, that is was perspective yeah. I was writing. The piece was <laughs> I'm someone doing my taxes this spring like everybody else. Um, and, and, you know, spent the last year looking at the tax information of the wealthiest Americans. And the thing that continually blows my mind is the amount of flexibility they have in terms of what actually goes down on that piece of paper, the, the income tax return, um, as opposed to someone who is, you know, earns their income through wages. Hey, right. Paul, this is, this is Paul, and I sure appreciate you joining <laughs> us today because a lot of people are talking about this, and specifically your article I'm irate, I'm not shocked, because it's the golden rule. The people with the gold make the rules. And, you know, there is no free lunch. If you make a big campaign donation to your favorite politician, or maybe your second favorite or third favorite politician, you expect something for that. And what a lot of the uber-wealthy expect is changes, tweaks to the tax code, right? So that... You know, they don't have to pay as much in taxes as they would otherwise. So doesn't some of this come back to campaign finance reform and just the way we fund our elections in this country and the way that politicians, you know, take these donations with strings attached? And one of those strings is make the tax code a little easier for me, my company, my business to manage. Yeah, I mean, take real estate. So Stephen Ross is in real estate. That's famously an area that has gotten a lot of love from Congress uh, in the tax code. And so 
you have the ability to do amazing things like develop, you know, generate losses even as you're getting vastly richer. Um, but, you know, the, the, the argument has to do with lobbyists. It also has to do, you know, the general argument that, you know, what's good is for, for business, is good for the economy, is good for America. And, you know, there's a real estate developer in every district uh, ready to make that argument. A lot of our industries who get tax breaks, you know, on the same logic. And then you step back and you, you know, who owns businesses? It's, you know, business owners tend to be wealthier. Um, and that's one thing that comes across is that all of this stuff that's been put in the tax code over the years has accrued to the point where this sort of thing uh, is possible. But of course, the pitch is never like, we want to make sure that business owners never pay taxes. The pitch is, if you give us a tax break, we'll make sure that, you know, the economy grows better to be better for everybody. Well, that uh, yes. seems like a load of crap because it doesn't seem like it's working. And I just want to give another example from your article, Paul. Um, you write about Kelsey Warren, a Texas billionaire who owns a natural gas pipeline company. Um, he received hundreds of millions of dollars from his company tax-free while reporting losses to the IRS. So if you can, Paul, and I know it's wonky, but explain how they do it. Yeah, in this case, it has to do with he's, he's building pipelines all over the country. Um, and what our tax system allows is if you invest in your business and like a lot of equipment. So he's building pipelines. He's spending money. Uh, Congress has basically said, we want to give you that money back as fast as possible. And so it's called, you know, bonus depreciation is what it's called in Capitol Hill. It basically like if you spend a lot of money to build a pipeline, you get that money back immediately. It's kind of like as a, as an expense against your taxes. So when you go to Wall Street and you give your 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 results, that's not how that works. That's that's just tax accounting. That's not real accounting. That doesn't really reflect how your business is really doing. And so you can have massive profits when you go to Wall Street, but then in your taxes, you have these big losses. But again, the argument for this is that it's great for the economy, but oftentimes the argument, you know, the, the evidence behind that is often not, you know, rock solid. It's 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 sort of a an argument that people make without often a lot of evidence. So let me ask a follow-up on that. If there's not a lot of evidence, and I understand that President Trump was supposed to fix this, why are we still doing it this way? I mean, it's it's a really powerful argument to say, like, you know, no one wants to go. I'm going to go raise taxes on, on business owners or, you know, there's there's some fear about doing that. There's fear about, you know, if you want to, you know, take away some of the tax goodies that real estate has, they'll make the argument that, you're going to make real estate more expensive. We're not going to build new buildings. And so that, that's what they're up against. But sometimes what that leads is to like more complexity in the tax code. And since like people want to put a patch on that, they'll say like, okay, well, we'll give you this tax break, but if it gets too much, then you have to do this other sort of tax form to, you know, things like the alternative minimum tax that are supposed to kick in, but they don't really work. Like you, like you heard uh, Stephen Ross, literally a decade without paying um, income taxes. It was not caught by the, the minimum tax once. So, that's crazy. Paul, President Biden is trying to address this with his minimum tax on billionaires. To my knowledge, there are uh-huh. about 30,000 families that have $100 million in assets. And correct me if I'm wrong, the concern is unrealized gains, right? Their assets... You know, wealth breeds more wealth. Their assets continue to grow. They don't pay any taxes on that unless they cash them out. But the smart ones don't cash anything out. They just take loans mm-hmm. 
against what they have in their investment portfolios, and so they never have to pay, you know, the huge. Uh, they never have to pay the huge gains that uh, cashing out those investments would create. But is is this what President Biden is trying to address to make the tax code a little more fair? Yeah, his 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 proposal is really aimed at like the Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos of the world, um, and actually Warren Buffett is probably the best example of this in the sense that he's been able to, you know, he's had a long time the strategy of building his business and not paying dividends, for instance, um, keeping the wealth in the company and the stock. And so he's gotten to be like, you know, worth $100 billion um, and ended up, if you look at his tax returns, he looks like, you know, a very well-off person who's earning in the tens of millions of dollars, but not like someone who's the top 10, you know, richest person in the world. Uh, and so, yeah, this, that's getting at that problem. Um, and it would essentially make it so that they didn't have discretion in terms of what was what was counted on income and a, and a tax return. Because like you said, if you don't turn your wealth, if, you, if you're worth like $50 billion more on paper, you can borrow against that. You have ways of right. tapping into that wealth. As long as you don't sell that stock, you don't turn it into a gain that ends up on your tax return. It doesn't turn anything that's it's not it's outside the system. And essentially you can sort of sidestep uh, the system. And so this tries to get a, a bad problem, which is kind of the other side of the coin, because like the the wealthy can both erase income, like we heard with Stephen Ross, but then there's the other side of it, which is that you can control what ends up as income on, on your tax return. Hmm. Okay. Paul, what is the what's the solution to this? Is it the minimum tax on billionaires? And if so, how much more could we be making or the U.S.? When I say when I say we, I mean, the U.S. could be generating in in tax revenue for social programs, possibly. Yeah, I think the Biden's their estimate was three hundred and sixty billion dollars over 10 years, which is a decent chunk of change. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and there's there were pretty mainstream economists who, who applauded that proposal, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere on Capitol Hill, although there is some support for it. It's just, you know, nothing really passes on Capitol Hill these days. But um, yeah, that, that, that there, there are different solutions to a lot of these problems. Uh, it's not an, uns- none of these are unsolvable problems. It's a matter of political will, really, um, mm-hmm. to change things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the Biden proposal would be a major change. Uh, and there are people who raise reasonable concerns like you know, what happens, you know, stocks go up, stocks go down. Uh, Biden's proposal has kind of lots of moving parts to it that are supposed to address these these issues. Um, but, it, you know, it would be complicated. I mean, one objection I don't find very convincing is the concern that it would be too complicated. Because one thing that I've learned over last year is just how phenomenally complicated the taxes of the wealthy already are. And, you know, they have very, they have very, very smart skilled teams of people who help them with their taxes uh, you know it's they would be able to deal with it i'm pretty confident sure yeah teams of lawyers teams of accountants <laughs> okay and uh, we can find a special loophole for you if the price is right paul keel uh covers business consumer finance for ProPublica. thanks for taking time out of your day to join us on cco be well fascinating thank you All right, paul. my pleasure thank you paul yeah, it was, I mean, it made me so well, mad, Paul, reading this. And and I, I like how Paul says that people say, oh, it's too complex to change. You know what? We can do hard yeah. things. Well, you know, if you can figure out how to not pay taxes on billions of dollars, we can figure out how to make you pay. I'm not worried well, about it being too complex. 
But but the fact that it's political will, I mean, that just turns my stomach. I keep waiting to be able to do my taxes on a an index card. You know, I've, I've heard that for the better <laughs> right? part of 50 years. I'm, I'm going to come in. I'm going to simplify the tax code. Now, I think the tax code is way over a thousand pages. It's, mm. you know, it's impossible. And some people, every time you talk about this, people cry out. Some people say, oh, that's socialism. No, it's not socialism. It's fairness. It's fair play. Mm-hmm. Why should middle class mm-hmm. Americans pay more that's percentage wise in taxes right. than the uber wealthy? I, I just think That's it right. comes down to fairness, and, and most people get that. Mm-hmm. Pay your fair That's share. It's a solvable problem, yeah, as he said. And again, I tweeted out the article at Jordana WCCO. It's really a fascinating read if you want to take a look at that. Uh, when we get back, how to properly separate an Oreo. There's science behind it now. Next. Oh. Everyone's talking about this. A federal judge has overruled the CDC's mask mandate for planes. And now all of the major airlines have dropped their mask requirements. But don't worry, to keep everyone safe, you can now bring only up to 3.4 ounces of COVID on board. <laughs> to put it another way, airlines are basically turning off the seatbelt sign for COVID and telling it to move freely about the cabin. Yeah, if you thought Omicron was bad, wait till you meet this spirit variant. Oh, God. <laughs> That's good. The spirit variant. That's good. <laughs> um, are you a, are you an Oreo guy? Is that your cookie I'm of choice? Very, very pro Oreo. Yes. Yes. I'm not asking DJ because he feels un-American about Oreos. So yeah, DJ, he we're, hates he's Oreos. not an Oreo how do you, guy. How does anybody hate Oreos? What's wrong with it? DJ. Oreos are trash. Did you hit your head? Him. <laughs> what happened? Deport him. Garbage. <laughs> that, that seems a little extreme. That's it. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, this is not a debate about Oreos. They're delicious, and it's all good. It's fine. Um, but a team of mechanical engineers at MIT have recently developed an oreometer. Oreometer. Oh. Oreometer. Oreometer. Yeah. I'm just making up better. how to say it because I don't. Yeah. Really. Oreo. How do you like oreometer? oreometer? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a test to develop the optimal way of separating the two halves of an Oreo cookie, you know, how cleanly that it separates. Again, it's called an Oreometer. The design is open source so they can collect your data. Google that and and give your input. God, I love this country. (laughs) We'll be right back. Oreometer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 